Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Six in Edmonton, second hour of Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you, Oilers Now, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, trusted by 630 Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more. Digitex.ca. We've been doing uh, some different things here in the summer on this show, such as bringing in guests and uh, friends from other departments here at Chorus, and that's what we're going to do right now. Friends. Well, we're friends. Look at that, hey? I think we are. Okay, I like that. We hung out at Big Valley once. I guess we're friends. <laughs> is that, does that make you friends? Yeah. <laughs> we're with the king of country himself, uh, Greg Reynolds for, for well, Prince and Country. I'll go the prince of country because we all know the king of country is Chris Sheets. So I'll go prince at this point. How's that? That's fair. But you do fill in for the king sometimes on the morning show. Yeah, the prince is allowed to sit in the chair when yeah. the king is away. Sure. sure. When he's out quail hunting or whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like Chris is away all the time. <laughs> the, well, the guy's worked there like 20, 100 years. So... He gets a lot of vacation, and yeah. so, you, I mean, he, he earns it, and then he gets to take it, so. Well, your regular shift is the drive shift. Two to seven, I'm yes. on, yeah. Awesome. As so. you would know, you're a faithful listener, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I didn't before, because I wasn't really a big country guy, but, like, lately, I've been loving country music, so now I listen to Kissin' all the time. Do you want to know why? Two things. One, country sounds so good when it's summer. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know what it is. It's like cold beer plus sunshine plus country music equals happiness. Also, like before, you probably thought country was what it used to be. And now it just is this whole new genre and it just appeals to kind of everybody. So, And the ladies love it. And the ladies that love helps. it, which is why you love it. There you go. But yeah, Big Valley. I mean, that was an unbelievable event. That was my first time going actually to Big Valley this uh, past uh, well, a few weeks ago. What were your initial thoughts? Like, you get out there, what do you what do you think? Well, I think my what would I expect heading into it or before I went up? No, no. Like first impressions, you walk in and you're like, what? Well, there was. I was surprised how big it was. Like it was like a little city there. 
Yeah, it's its, its a own... separate city from Camrose. Here's Big Valley. Here's Camrose. Yeah. It's like, holy cow. That was my first reaction. Just a bunch of gypsies drinking together. Yeah. It's awesome. And listen to music. So I really enjoyed it. And uh, you were a big part of that as well. And uh, as was your entire station, yep. which uh, is part of our chorus family here. But uh, I mean, it must be fun for you guys to actually, you know, you're working and then you get to go cover an event like that. You know what? Yeah. What, one of the coolest things is, and, it, and it's cool to, to see the acts live and, and be part of that atmosphere. But one of my favorite things, and it sounds super corny and cheesy, but my job is to sit in a studio alone, as you know, and I'm alone every day and I just turn on a microphone and I speak. And I don't really know if there's anybody listening or who they are. So you get to go out there and people are like, Greg, I listen to your show every day. And so it's cool to meet the people that are that are listening, that are interacting, that love the same music you do. It's cool to put faces to who might be listening every day. So that, for me, is a lot of fun. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you, your mom always listens, I'm sure. Every day, man. It's fun. And, and she'll, uh, she'll, she'll always say, it was such a good show. And I'll be like, Mom, it wasn't a good show, but I appreciate you. Well, your wife listens. I know Reed Wilkins probably listens because... You come on his show once in a while. I so do, and yeah, Reed and I, uh, Reed and I do uh, every now and then. We'll all come on Reed's show, and we'll have some fun. It's yeah. it's good to be on. And now this is my first time on on this. Oh, so there we go. Look at me all over the place. By the way, you're recently married, so congrats. Yeah, thank you very much. I should uh, say that. And uh, you just had to follow up. Your first appearance on Oilers Now, you follow up our most popular guest, Elliot Freeman. So oh, man, how, why would you do that to me? That's like, I don't know if you heard the Seinfeld theory. Yeah. So... Every show they would put after Seinfeld would get major ratings because people would watch Seinfeld and then stick around. So maybe I'll get a little bit of uh, that was the plan, man. Friedman's drift. That was the plan. Try to build you up into the king of uh, to take over. What, what did Friedman one? have to say? What was going on with him? Well, we're talking about Eric Carlson a little bit because uh, you know earlier in the offseason it sounded like okay he's going to Tampa Bay and then he wasn't going to Tampa Bay and then Elliot Friedman sort of mentioned uh, a few days ago on Twitter that the Canucks. Have inquired. He's about, not going to Vancouver. Yes, I don't think he will either. But he he said that they inquired, and then that was sort of shot down. And um, there was all these rumblings that Carlson doesn't want to go to any Canadian teams. And then he actually reached out Eric Carlson to Elliot to say that's not true. And that was it. So he's, he's, that's where we're at right now. Of course he's going to say that, but yeah. behind the scenes to his like agent, he's going to be like, yeah, I don't want all this pressure of the ridiculous Canadian media and 15 people in my face after a Tuesday practice every single day. I think he's going to go to Vegas. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense to me. Mostly I say that like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. I was just listening to uh, a little po- I like uh, you ever listen to the Spit and Chicklets oh, podcast? All the time. It's I was just listening to them and Ray Whitney and Paul Beeson and everybody and they were thinking uh Vegas is is where he's going to go. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I would say Tampa's still in the mix, maybe Dallas. But yeah, Vegas, they have all this cap space. They might want to make a big splash. Well, in it's Vegas, you can kind of be under the radar as yeah. a player. You can kind of do your thing. And then I think the taxes in Vegas makes the um, free agents appealing to go there. It's it's pretty cheap to live there. You can yeah. spend your money wisely and all that kind of stuff. So Plus, they need a star. Yeah. Like yeah, you, th- you, you think of Vegas, you don't want your... And Vancouver did this for a while. You don't want your goalie as your star. Mm-hmm. Like when Luongo was the was captain, captain of the Canucks. Yeah, that was right. so pathetic. <laughs> well, that's a good point. And I mean, Carlson would be a superstar there. Like, absolutely. Well, he's going to so. be a superstar anywhere. But here's my thing with big free agent I signings. I guess I think he's like a great looking guy. He's flashy. Sure. It seems like that would work. I don't know. Do you, how often do these big free agent signings actually work out, though? Like, more often than not, it seems like the big money comes in, the player goes there, and it's never quite... Because you're getting all this money all these years, and you have all these expectations to live up to, and it never really reaches what you the potential that you thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's usually the case. 
I mean, Milan Lucic signing was a big money contract for the Oilers and it worked out year one, didn't work out year two, so I guess we'll see. Or I guess it would be a trade. Those big trades, they yeah. rarely ever work out. But if I'm Ottawa, I'm getting rid of him because he's not going to sign there. Yeah, they have to. I mean, this is dragged on too long. Like, they and there's they just time to like rebuild and sort of rebuild their culture there. Well, it's not just that; it's also the tension in the locker room, everything that happened yeah. in the off season with Carlson's. Well, I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, whatever. But then apparently, one of the assistant general yeah. managers had something to do with that. It's this whole like sour culture. He's got to get out. Yeah, I would agree with that, hundred uh, percent. We'll leave the Carlson stuff at that. I wanted to talk to you about NFL stuff in a second, but before we... We'll do that in the second uh, portion, because we'll take a break. Oh, I get two point. portions? Yes, you get a whole half hour, <laughs> baby. Look at me. Yeah, we don't, I, it's funny, though, when you're on Kiss and you get, like, a minute, right? It, so, yeah, uh, yeah. How long... Well, in the morning show, it's different. Or how long your drive hits? It's a pen. I don't know. I mean, there's not really... There's not a clock that I'm looking yeah. at, like, oh, man, I have 15 tickets. That's, I don't know. I just... If it feels right, I'll I'll do it for that amount of time. If I don't have a lot to say, I'll be short if I have a lot to say. And my big thing is interaction. So you can call me, you can text me and whatever. If it seems natural, it, it'll go on that long. But yeah, it's not going to be five minutes. Well, here you get a whole half hour. So this is Look fun. at me go. I think Reed brings you on for like a whole hour sometimes. Oh, no, awesome. he cuts me much shorter than that. There's no way he would let me on for that much. That's too much. <laughs> well, this is Oilers now. I know you're, uh, so you're from Calgary, right? Yeah. So you were yeah. born in Calgary. You should probably get that out of the way here. So... Were you a Flames fan growing up, and are you now an Oilers fan, or how does that work? I'll be honest with you, and I'm that guy that everybody hates. I will go where the wind blows me. Like, growing up, and it's funny because you just mentioned that I just got married, so building the slideshow, I was looking at all these pictures from when I was six, seven, eight, and I would have a new jersey, a new hat of an NHL team every year. I was never, like, the diehard Flames kid. I had friends that were, but I grew up when they were junk. Mm-hmm. Like, the, we had the Young Guns era, and it was like, I don't know, the the, the crappy beret. Who are, we had the, the bad beret. And it was like, I would go to games and be excited to watch the Wings or the Sharks. So I was a Wings fan for a bit. I was a Sharks fan. Where, whoever was kind of good that year or was playing Calgary and was good, I would be a fan of or ha- who had a cool jersey or hat. I think I was a Coyotes fan for a bit because I went to Phoenix. Like, I would just go wherever. And then I started moving around for this radio gig, and I landed here, and we're the home of the Oilers. And I was like, okay, I get to go to games now. I get to, you know, I got here when they were bad, and then McDavid got drafted. So I kind of, like, grew with them a little bit. And I would always – I remember – Growing up and the early 2000s, and when it was Stars Oilers, I would always be cheering for the Oilers because I like a good underdog story, and it was so cool to watch them sort of get over that hurdle every now and then. So I always had a little, and I could never say it around my friends and family because you get roasted. But yeah, I don't. I kind of, I soaked it in as soon as I moved here. Well, that's uh, that's uh, understandable. Um, but tell me about the Oilers quickly. Did you like what they did? They do enough this off season in your mind. They didn't do anything. Back, no, they didn't do a thing. Back to the playoffs. No, it's boring. Like yeah. you're just waiting for something to happen. And maybe sometimes doing nothing is better. Not hitting the panic button because of one bad season is probably a good thing to do. But then you look at the lineup and say to yourself, is there enough there, or was the good season the anomaly? Like yeah, you've got the best player in the world. You've got Drysaddle. You've got some pieces around there. But is is that enough? Because you look at the back end and now Secker is out for the season, and you're thinking, well, you got to do something. Jarabek isn't enough for you? I don't even know who that is. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, no, he sure just, isn't. I think it's a good sighting. So. Uh, yeah, but it's... It, he won't replace Sekra, though, so... He, nobody he, he might will. might need some more. And so why not get... I don't know. Uh, there's a I lot of pieces... someone to step up that, on the back end. You got all this happen. money tied up in two players, right? Uh, well, three players, I guess. And so there's not really a lot of room to go there. And you're not going to be able to move Lucic's contract. And oh. I don't know. I think it's hard... 
I think it's hard to do something. But for me, I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen, and nothing did. And maybe that'll pay off. Maybe no news is good news, but we have to wait. I think the biggest thing is to not panic. One month, two months into the season, don't panic if things aren't going exactly according to plan yet because that's what we do. I remember laughing. It was like seven games in last year and things weren't going so well and you would listen to different Oilers fans talk about it and they would be in full panic mode. Like, well, that's it. We're not making the playoffs. And it's like, relax. Well, that's what happens in a hockey-driven market. You know, people react. And, uh, I mean, people are upset about the Eskimos loss last night. Like, Yeah, and that's my other thing. Relax. It's like a 19-game season, and there's a lot of teams that make the playoffs in the CFL. Yeah, like, well, I mean, yeah, pump your brakes. Team makes it. The offense is good. You just got to figure it out a little bit. That's one of those last-second lo- that That happens in the CFL, right? So, I don't know. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Well, and, of course, Hamilton was coming off a bye. The Eskimos played on Saturday, a short week. So, I know you're a big NFL guy, and that plays into it a little bit. But here's my thing with the Eskimos. When you have one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the league, in Mike Riley, you don't have to worry about that team because he's always going to make plays. So if you can just get right on defense and hold teams, like I grew up as a Colts fan, so I kind of know this, getting to watch Peyton Manning, all they had to do was just hold on defense, which they could never do. So you've got the offense that can score in so many different ways. You've got a hot backfield right now. You've got Darrell Walker, who's popping off again. Just relax, because the offense is going to be there. I don't think you need to worry about one Thursday night football loss in August in Hamilton. Speaking of Thursday night football, you do a promotion uh, down at uh, Hooters. Yeah, know? that's right, man. It's it's fun. Every Thursday night, we're going to be at Hooters, and, and we started this last year, so I would go down and I was saying to you off air, I watch Thursday Night Football as is. So mm-hmm. they were like, do you want to go host Thursday Night Football at Hooters? And I said, you mean you're going to pay me to go watch football? Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I'll yeah, do that for sure. So it's cool because I and I didn't know what kind of setup they would have down there for you know fans to come down and hang out. But every Thursday, for sure, they'll have two NFL jerseys to give away at the end of the game and it's the teams that are playing so if it's uh, whatever Houston and the Patriots they'll have like a Watson jersey and a Brady jersey at the end of the game every single week you'll have jerseys to win you'll have team swag you'll have Hooters gift cards you'll have a bunch of different stuff and I give away that stuff all game long yeah that's awesome that for me is worth going down there and then you get to hang out with cool people, drink some beer, have some good food. They have awesome wings, as we know. So mm-hmm. it, for me, it's my favorite night of the week now. It was anyways, but now I get to go down there, and it's a bunch of different NFL fans. And I actually hosted their Super Bowl party this year, too. Okay. And it was so fun because there were so many fresh, clean Tom Brady jerseys like everybody likes to wear. Yeah. I'm such a Patriots fan. You're not. You're not. You are because they won a bunch of Super Bowls, and you just decided to jump on the bandwagon. So there's so many Patriots fans there. And then when the Eagles won, I had my heyday. I was yeah. having so much fun. It was awesome. We will talk more about the NFL after a commercial break. So we'll take a time out. More with uh, Greg Reynolds from Kiss and Country, Reynolds 3.9, when we get back here on Oilers Now. One twenty-three in Edmonton. Back here on Oilers now. Brendan Ulrich in for Bob Stoffer. 
Football will be back on Monday in studio. Greg Reynolds from Kissing Country 103.9. And we're talking NFL. Now, this is my last show filling in for Bob. So I said, you know what? I know it's Oilers now. People get mad when we talk anything other than the Oilers. But I said, I love the NFL. I'm going to talk little bit of NFL on the last show, and uh, we're going to be duking it out week one. You just mentioned prior to the break you're a Colts fan, and uh, I'm a Bengals fan, so should be a lot of fun uh, week one. We have something on the line already. Or? We do, a bottle of whiskey, right? Yeah. Uh, what I don't understand is why, how and why some would be a Bengal. I don't understand that. Like, wh- there, it, at no point were the Bengals good enough during your lifetime to be like, man, do I want to cheer for them? Yeah, that's and true. What I think it must have been is you were a little kid and you liked the helmets. That's part of it. And I liked Chad Johnson as well as oh. a kid. And the first time my dad ever took me out to make a pro line, uh, like, <laughs> which you know, that is such good father son bonding, yeah, by the way. Yeah, hey, it's almost that. 11. Let's go to 7 Eleven. Yeah. So we went there and I picked the Bengals <laughs> to win. And it was like they were big underdogs in the game and they won. And I was like, okay, I won some money. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And I like Chad Johnson. That just sort of became my team. And how many pro lines have they busted for yeah, you since that win? I've lost a lot of money on the Bengals <laughs> over the years since then. But uh, it was fun while it lasted. Well, what do you think about this season going into it? Are you confident in the Red Rifle? Are you uh, done with Marvin Lewis? What's going on? Well, yeah, I've been done for, with Marvin Lewis for a while, um, but they keep bringing him back. So I'm okay with it, I guess. We'll see what happens there. The O-line was probably the, the, the worst O-line I've ever seen last year in NFL history. So they've made some improvements there. Hopefully uh, that leads to some success. They have uh, some young uh, weapons on offense. John, John Ross, Ross. Who played one. You know what? I was doing a fantasy draft the other night, and he had minus fantasy points last year. Had, oh yeah, I know. He had one. He had one touch in the season. It was a fumble. I know. I started him that game. Again. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Well, I took a flyer on. He was like an eighth round pick for me, and yeah. I took him. And then I was like, Oh, maybe this is the game that he busts yeah. out, and he gets one touch in fumbles. Yeah. And I was like, Well, thanks. Oh man, that was yeah. So he's you, hopefully back Raider off. How's your lineup? You 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 did the your first draft so far. I've done three so far. That's too much. And we have another one here. I just got invited to the uh, chorus. No, I'm not on that. You have so many bozos in this league at work. And this is my one. (laughs) I have a couple bugaboos here about uh, fantasy guy. First, if you're in a fantasy league, don't be impossible to trade with guy. Like, if I'm... Let's both look at our assets and be honest about them. There are so, And this is the problem with the league here at chorus is every guy thinks their tradable asset is worth double what it should be. Yeah, And so it's impossible to trade, which drives me nuts. Two, I can't stand, and I have so many buddies, my, my big draft, my big winnings draft is next Thursday with all my buddies back home. And it gets too, they're so intense about it. They'll have like two months ago, they started talking, mm-hmm. what are we going to do for this? And it, it gets to be, don't be too much fantasy guy. Yeah, see, I did like six or seven leagues last year. That's too dropped much. it off to, I'm at four now, so. That's a lot of fantasy so drafts. I love playing, honestly, I like playing DraftKings daily fantasy more when you're actually watching all the games because you, you can win instantly, and you're just cheering for that player for one game. Like To me, that's more rewarding. I quit fantasy a couple of years ago. Like, I had to quit because I was in too many leagues like yeah. you were, and it would ruin my Sundays if I didn't win. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. be such a great, like, I, and I'd be checking it constantly, and I'd be checked out of my real life, and I would be like, no, no, I got to check. And then every, I'd live and die with every player, every play, and I would be depressed when I didn't win, which was a lot. Yeah. And so I had to quit and just like reevaluate my life a little bit. And now I'm back and I'm taking it way less seriously. And I had some buddies texting me today, like, I got my sec, I got second overall pick next Thursday. Oh, who are you going to pick? Who are you thinking? Who, you, who And I'm like, man, I don't care. I don't study. I go into it blind. I do whatever NFL says that I should do in that pick. I don't care anymore. It's just fun to 
kind of not, uh, it's just kind of, it's a fun way to connect with different people mm. is the way I see it now. And it's also making me care about like a mid-season Arizona Browns game because I have players. <laughs> That's what I love about the NFL. Every game means something no matter what as long as you're playing fantasy or draft kings, whatever it is. Did you see the mess last night? Five nothing? Yeah. See, people were probably watching that till the end if they were playing DraftKings. I am so interested in the Browns this year. I've never been interested in the Browns. I'm so into it. Yeah. I love the hard knocks. I love what they're doing. I, I love Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like That, to me, is so much fun to watch what he's going to do, if anything. If they're going to start Tyrod, he got hurt last night, and then you get a 5 nothing game, and I was like, yeah. ooh, this is bad. They have a lot of talent on the roster. We'll see what happens. Speaking of talent, Andrew Luck is a good talent. We'll end it on this note. We have about a minute left here uh, before we need to get to the news, but Andrew Luck is back for your Colts. How excited are you? Is he going to be you know, full tilt, Andrew Luck going yeah. uh, hard so for he every f- first down. He fell on the shoulder he injured in the same way he got injured in the last preseason game. And everyone was like, <gasps> and he said after the game, he's like, didn't feel any pain. I didn't even think twice about it. He's going to be back. He's going he's gonna to take a couple of weeks to really get back to what he was. But don't forget about Andrew Luck. If you're going to take him in fantasy, the guy likes to throw picks. So as much as you love what he's doing because he's going to march you down the field, he's going to make all these amazing plays, he also makes a lot of bad decisions, and I don't think that that's been worked out of his game yet. So it's going to – I'm not expecting much from my Colts. Like, I'm not expecting Super Bowl, but it's going to be better than last year and the season before that, which I'm excited about because it was tough to watch. Well, week one is going to be a lot of fun. Whiskey bet, buddy. Yes. And we'll have to watch that probably together. As we drink the whiskey. Yes. Well, I'll be – You'll be buying me a whiskey, most likely, but uh, yeah, I'll be great. <laughs> I'll be buying you no, a whiskey. The Colts, are, the Colts are favorite, I think, in that game. Everybody's favorite against the Bengals. <laughs> Come on. They're horrible. Well, it's in India, so it we'll doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. It was fun, man. <laughs> we'll have some more fun with it. Thanks uh, for having me on, buddy. As we uh, move forward. So, yes, quickly, how do they follow you on Twitter and uh, the time of your show again? Oh, you don't have to. You can if you want. Uh, C-I-S-N-G-R-E-G-G at Kiss and Greg on Instagram and Twitter. My show is 2 to 7 every day on Kiss and Country 103.9. All right, man. Thanks for popping by. Uh, maybe you'll have me on your show sometime. Probably That'd not, be, uh, Awesome. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's it for uh, this segment. We need to jet off to the news with uh, Bob Layton. When we come back, we'll head to Columbus and chat with Aaron Portsline as the Blue Jackets are an interesting team right now. Uh, what's going on with Bobrovsky, Panarin? Will uh, Tortorella be back? We'll talk about all that and more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.